Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's new book, Paperboy. To order today, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on store. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio, it's the Grace Curley Show. You can read Grace's work in the Boston Herald and the Spectator. The Grinch did not steal Christmas. Here's the millennial with the mic. They want you to say Grace. Grace Curley. Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. The House is voting on the impeachment inquiry. I just saw a video of Dan Goldman speaking on this, and I'm sure he had a lot to say about Hunter's speech today at the Capitol, since Dan Goldman is one of the last people on Earth who still thinks that the laptop is Russian disinformation. He's still buying that hunk of junk, or at least he's pretending to, so that he can get it out there during the congressional hearings. I should add in here that he's a dead ender. There, There's a few of them out there. We talk about dead enders with COVID. There's a few people who still want to say, it had all the earmarks of Russian disinformation. And now you've got Hunter saying, manipulated evidence. What was manipulated about it, sir? Are, are we supposed to believe that Rudy Giuliani and John Paul McIsaac sat together and what they created some deep fakes, some AI images of Hunter Biden in the bathtub? Or they concocted these th- this treasure trove of emails CCing Joe on all of their business influence peddling schemes? As Howie pointed out, I like Rudy Giuliani, but he had a little bit of problems there with the hair dye at one point. I didn't know he was such a whiz with the computer. All right, so we have a lot to discuss. I want to remind people, go to GraceCurleyShow.com. We just had a great Grace's Goodies with Dr. Ben Tapper, and you can check that out. So click on Store and get that Grace's Goodies while we have them. It's limited to three per person, but you can still hop on that now. Usually when I come back... Around three-ish, when this hour ends, they run out. So go to gracecurlyshow.com and grab that Grace's goodies. Joining me now, I'm very excited about this. It's Justin Manning. And uh, Justin Manning from J.J. Manning Auctioneers, thank you so much for coming on the show, sir. Hey, Grace. Thanks for having me on. Before we get into anything, I just wanted to thank you for uh, the support from the show. We've had almost 50 of your listeners that have sold uh, different types of real estate with us over the past couple of years and they've got the results they wanted and we've created some good relationships and made some great connections and I know there's been feedback to you and Howie from a lot of these uh, sellers and it's uh, I just wanted to thank you for that uh, coming into the holiday season. Well Justin we love having you you're one of uh, one of our favorite clients and you do such a good job and you deliver and that's what I always want for my listeners. Justin I was listening to your interview with Howie and there was a couple things you said that I want to clarify I want to drill down on and then we'll move on to some new topics. One of them that really caught my eye is you said there's been a little shift here and now buyers are actually getting a little bit more wary. They're able to kind of be more in the driver's seat with the current real estate market. Why is that and what's changed? What's happening is uh, we're seeing a lot of deals that are falling apart. So depending on the area you're talking about, uh, anywhere between 14 to 20 percent of deals that go under agreement fall out of agreement. So and that makes a seller scared because they don't want the property to linger. And it's also creating a scenario where now there's negotiations. It's not buyers coming in saying, I'll do it cash, no contingencies, no nothing. 
they're coming in and they're able to haggle a little bit. And the main pieces that are causing some of these deals, uh, again, that's 14 to 20% of deals to fall out of agreement are due to the buyers running the numbers and realizing that at that they're pretty ha- both sides are happy with the price, but then they look at what the interest rate's going to be, what their insurance cost is going to be, what the utilities are going to be, and they realize, man, that's just that's just too big of a nut, and and they they need to renegotiate the price down a bit, or or, or look for a concession of some sort. Justin, you're not the first person in your family to be in the real estate business. And when you were on Howie's show, you mentioned a quote from your dad. And he said, when people start using real estate like chips at a casino, you know you have a problem. Why is that? I'd love for you to explain more about what that means and and why that's a sign for you and for other people following the real estate market that we might be headed into some uh, shaky territory. The the main reason I've said that is because when you see people like um, Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk and other, you know, affluent individuals that are getting into businesses and funds and investments that are gobbling up single-family homes across the country. It is treating the homes like a bargaining chip or a casino chip. It's an investment as opposed to it being a home. So, the way I'm going to describe it is when uh, the mortgage-backed security meltdown happened. That was a similar type of scenario for different reasons where mortgages on homes were being treated like these investments to be traded and flipped and, and, and uh, treated in a way that wasn't meant to be. People are supposed to be able to buy real estate and live in it, buy real estate and manage it. And when it starts to get manipulated from an investment standpoint on a high level, that makes the peaks and valleys very extreme. So, it could get really good quickly or it could get really bad quickly. And that's what happened in 2008-9 with the mortgage-backed securities. All right. And Justin, one thing that I brought up to you a little while ago, because I, I keep seeing these advertisements, you know, for companies that buy houses as is. Sometimes they say they're buying ugly houses. And there's no contingencies. And I asked you about that. I said, oh, do you find that there's you're competitive with those companies that are buying houses as is? And you said, no, because when we say there's no contingencies, we mean it. When a lot of these other companies say there's no contingencies, there's actually a catch. There's actually a huge contingency. There's no contingencies for uh, maybe some of the traditional things people are thinking of, but the one that is usually a part of any of those deals is it's contingent upon them having a buyer. So in their agreement with you, you sell it to them. They're like, we'll pay cash, we'll close quickly, but we need to have the ability to sell it to somebody else. So the catch is they're essentially buying the contract to your home to be able to flip it and score your equity, whether that's ten grand or fifty grand or two hundred grand. And so, when I'm talking with people that ask me that are considering the options, I'll say, "Listen, when we do the auction, a couple things: the buyer is going to pay the commission, and on top of that, you're going to yield the equity, whatever it is that you've got, whether it's a lot or a little. You're going to yield that equity and not somebody else. So it's a, I think, somewhat glorified house flipping scenario. And those two closings." Uh, with some of those companies happen on the same day. They close with you and buy it, and they sell it at the same moment to the other person and and, and basically snatch your equity. (laughs) 
Justin, I have one more question for you. What would you say to someone who's been watching this real estate market who either wants to sell their house and move somewhere or they they haven't even put their foot in the door yet? They haven't even uh, gotten in the game and they're just so concerned because you keep hearing all these looming predictions. This is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. Is it better just to jump in and and figure it out, even if maybe you don't have the best rate and, and kind of work that down later? Do you encourage people to get some skin in the game or should people wait and and see what's going to happen in the next couple months. I don't, if there's going to be any change that happens, it's going to be fairly slow. And I, I just think that right now, the they're talking about interest rates may come down, but it might take a year or two before it gets down a half a point to a point. And it's, I guess right now you've got strong demand because there's such little supply. That's why a lot of real estate brokers are having trouble uh, making money right now because there's no supply for them. And I think that for us, it's like, man, if there's such little supply and there's demand, um, it's, it's an ideal time to make a move because, again, we don't know what's going to happen in uh, coming forward in the next 6 to 12 months. And like I said to Howie before, we've been writing a lot of big commercial uh, foreclosure proposals lately, and I haven't done that in years. So it's a sign of something, and is, is it going to – is it going to reverberate into the residential market and, and make things make prices drop? What's we we can only guess at this point, but there there are some signs that things are changing. I think it's an ideal time to sell now and sell cash, and and, and I think the person looking back will be happy that they did it now. Now, Justin Manning, you advertise on this show. And like you said, you've had so many of my listeners who are happy with the results. Can you let people know where they can find you, where they can call you or or get in contact with Charlie Gill as well? Absolutely. They can uh, head to our website at jjmanning.com. They can uh, read about us, see what we have going on there, fill out a form to to get a no-obligation proposal. Uh, from our office. Uh, They can also call my man, Charlie Gill, at 800-521-0111. Either way is great. Thank you so much, Justin, and Merry Christmas if I don't talk to you uh, before then, and we'll definitely talk to you headed into the new year. So thank you for your time, sir. We appreciate it. I also want to do the poll question here, Jared, because we have two big names in snow removal, GMC and Fisher. Get both at Tux Trucks, GMC Fisher, and Hudson Mass. Tux Trucks can build a GMC Fisher plow combination that will easily move more snow for you. So talk with a sales consultant at Tux Trucks, GMC Fisher. Call 1-800-MY-TRUCK. Jared, what's the poll question, and what are the results this far today's poll question which you can vote in at gracecurlyshow.com is has your pity for hunter biden run out yeah if you've if you missed his performance today on the steps of the capitol it was it was a lot to take in i mean this man forget about the moving of the goalposts forget about the fact that this entire narrative that joe and hunter and dr b and all of these people have been pushing and all their friends in the media have been pushing. Forget the fact that that has completely collapsed or is how he would say collapsed. Forget that. Let's just go with the fact that this dude is so smug. It's painful. It's painful to listen to him. I don't like to get lectured by anyone. I especially don't want to get lectured by someone who has a propensity to film himself having sex and farting 24-7. And yeah, that was one of the, I know people have put that out of their minds. I don't blame you, but that was one of the videos. I have not forgotten. I don't want to get lectured by the king of hiring hookers about decency or shamelessness 
or how bad MAGA people are. I just don't want to do it. And I don't want to hear the president of the United States son tell me that this isn't political. Like he's not going after, he's not coming at this from a political stance. And then go on to trot out these same exact campaign company lines that his father's been pushing, which is that somehow Hunter Biden smoking Parmesan cheese and having sex with escorts, hookers, prostitutes, whatever you want to call them, and filming all of it and taking money from China, taking diamonds from China, that that's somehow the fault of Donald J. Trump. I just, I don't want to hear it. I can't take it anymore. So yes, my pity has run out. 14% say yes, their pity has run out. 5% say no, and 81% <laughs> say I never had any to begin with. We, I don't think that we should have given people that option. This will, you know what, even if we just did yes or no, it'd be 99 to 1. I don't think oh, yeah. there's a lot of people. And you know what's interesting? I keep referencing this Tucker Carlson book that I've been reading lately, and um, my mom just got back from vacation. She She gave it to me. And he talks a lot about Hunter and, and how they were friends. They had a friendship. Tucker is sober. And and I don't know his entire story with that. But this is a guy who... I don't think anyone would be critical of his addiction if he didn't try to constantly use it as a get-out-of-jail, and I mean that literally, a get-out-of-jail-free card. I'm very sympathetic to people with addiction. I truly am. But there's plenty of people who struggle, who don't get the kind of special treatment that Hunter Biden has been afforded his entire life because of his daddy. And I'm really really over this whole using it as a cop-out. That's what it is. When we come back, we'll talk more about this, and we'll take your calls. It's 844-500-4242. I also want to talk about these climate protesters. I miss them, Jared. We haven't talked about them in, in, in a very long time. Now, if you are getting stressed out this holiday season, if you're running around trying to get the gifts, stuck in traffic, maybe feeling under the weather, it's time to relax. It's time to take care of yourself. It's time to take a break somewhere tranquil, somewhere fun. And I have the perfect place, Jared. That would be the Nasa Beach Inn. Yeah, the Nasset Beach Inn uh, is the most tranquil place that I've ever been. I know I, I say that, but I mean that. When I say that, uh, you're in Orleans, you're right on the beach. I mean steps from the beach. You, each room has a nice giant picture window that you can look out of so you can stay inside, you can stay cozy. By the fireplace, because every room also has a fireplace, so you can just look out at the ocean, you can stay inside, you can be cozy, or... If you're a little braver and you want to go outside, they have fire pits. You can go sit by the fire pit outside in the winter. And winter on the Cape is a great time to go, especially if you have the the privacy and the closeness of the beach of the Nauset Beach Inn. Absolutely, Jared. And, and right now you can stay at the Nauset Beach Inn for under $200 this winter, which is a really great deal. If you know Cape Cod, you know that's a steal. So don't delay because these rooms go fast. Go to NaussetBeachInn.com. That's NaussetBeachInn.com to reserve your ocean view room right now. That's NaussetBeachInn.com. We'll take your calls when we come back. We have a lot more to discuss. This is The Grace Curley Show. The Grace Curley Show will be right back.
This is The Grace Curley Show. Welcome back, everyone. The Grace's goodies today is flying off the shelf. Off the shelves? And that makes me very happy. So go to gracecurlyshow.com and click on store to get your Grace's goodies. It's the Spike Protein Formula. This is a lot of great enzymes. I was looking at the price of some of these ingredients. And the fact that you're getting all of it in one for this price of $33 is pretty incredible stuff. So go to gracecurlyshow.com, click on store, check it out, read the description, and you can decide for yourself. But I think you guys are going to love it. Let's go to Eddie. You're next up on the Grace Curly Show. Go ahead, Eddie. Oh, Grace, love your show. Listen, I got a scenario for you. The Democratic Party, that's a top-down party. They, they got their primary rig so that Joe's the only candidate. He'll get the delegates. Come May, he's going to drop out, okay, because he's got too much personal baggage and too much uh, the country's in disarray, and, and he's going to lose, okay? Okay. So they're going to they, they're gonna release the delegates. They're going to have Joe release the delegates in May or June. And as usual, the 700 superdelegates, you know, Donna Brazil, Hillary Clinton, you know, Pelosi and all of them, right? They're going to pick the candidate, okay? And uh, then Joe can pardon Hunter. He can pardon himself. He's going to leave. So this is all basically a smokescreen because the Democrats are playing five steps ahead. They already know what's going to go on. Hmm. It's an interesting theory, Eddie. Um I don't know. I don't know if Joe is going to be the candidate. The more the time goes by, the more I think he will be. I agree with you that Hunter and his Hunter's uh, speeches that he's giving now and Hunter's comments and Hunter's history are definitely throwing a wrench in that. I'm glad you brought up Hillary Clinton, though, because she is getting back in this. There's um, it's not rumors. It's confirmed that she's going to be campaigning for Joe Biden, which to me is just insane. And then you mentioned Nancy Pelosi. And I'm glad you brought that up because here's a woman I haven't talked about in a long time. I'm sure that if they're looking at Hillary Clinton, Jared, and they're thinking, here's a hot young thing that can, you know, uh, campaign for Joe Biden. This is really going to this is going to reach the the Gen Z demo if we get Hillary Clinton out there because she did such a good job with her own campaign. Imagine what she could do for this old dude. But maybe they'll have Nancy Pelosi hit the campaign trail, too. Nothing says young, fresh, we did it, Joe, like bringing out Hillary Clinton and Nancy Pelosi. Am I right or am I right? And uh, actually, like I mentioned, it's been so long since I've heard from Nance. And I I don't want to say I've missed her because that's a bit of a stretch. But I did want to play this. She's talking about the funding. So Democrats are telling us that you have to approve this funding for Ukraine or else. You know, there's there's no other option. And, and not only that, but you have to approve this funding for Ukraine and you can't ask for anything. You know, we're, they're allowed to throw pork in, Jared. They're allowed to tie all this stuff up with their wishes. We're not allowed to do that. If we do that, we're accused of being responsible for rapes. Can I have cut 18, please? My pleasure. But remember, the longer they take for Ukraine, more people will die, more women will be raped, more children will be kidnapped, and it'll be all on them. We have to get them to move. Hold on a second. So when Democrats want to tie all of their green dreams to pork legislation, to pork spending, that's okay. But if Republicans want to play that game and they want to say, listen, we need some money to protect our own borders to stop the rapes from happening here. There are rapes happening in this country. There are murders happening in this country. And if we say, well, maybe we should 
spend a little bit of money on that. We're accused of being responsible for the rapes and murders of women and children. Keep in mind, by the way, this is from the same party that doesn't blame Hamas for the rapes and killings that they actually commit and then put out on their GoPros. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio. Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. (laughs) That Nancy Pelosi cut was something else. If you don't give us all the money we want so we can keep sending blank checks to Ukraine, then the rapes are on your hands. It's crazy. I wish they could draw this same kind of line to the Hamas terrorists who filmed beheadings and rapes and killings and yet didn't seem to get much blame for it. In fact, in fact, in fact, if you're just seeing this now, the UN has passed a resolution demanding Israel have a ceasefire. And they failed to mention Hamas. Do you think Hamas plays a part in these uh, ceasefire demands at all, Jared? Do you think that anyone understands that up until October 7th, there was a ceasefire and it wasn't Israelis who broke it. It says the United Nations General Assembly, the body featuring all member states, overwhelmingly passed a resolution on Tuesday demanding Israel halt its war against the genocidal terrorist organization Hamas and rejected two proposed amendments to condemn terrorists. This sounds like the Boston City Council. The Boston City Council and the U.N. have so much in common. I actually, I was talking to a friend recently and she was telling me this story. And I don't know if, if I've explained this before, but when I'm off the clock, I don't typically talk politics with my friends because some of my friends, they're just not that interested in it. And that's fine. And, you know, good people are good people. I don't want to I don't want to lose anybody over politics. But I, I especially with what's happened on October 7th, it's become increasingly difficult for me not to point out so many of the glaring hypocrisies, not just with Israel and Hamas, but with what's going on in these universities. And there's this double standard from the left, from Hollywood, from all these people who claim to be supporters of women saying nothing about what occurred on October 7th. So a friend of mine brought up the fact that she had um, made a new friend at a party and that she was trying to tell me how, how cool this person was. And she said, and her father, her father used to be part of the UN in my eyes rolled so far into the back of my skull and something that I know about myself is that when I roll my eyes sometimes I don't even notice I'm doing it sometimes it happens and I can't even feel it and she said do you not like the UN and I said how much time do you have how much time do you have no I don't I don't think they really contribute a lot I know when they're here that the uh the prostitutes appreciate it i know that their businesses start skyrocketing there's a big increase in prostitution when the u.n comes to town i know traffic in new york city increases but no and the last couple of months have really solidified for me that it is complete it's such a bogus organization that they don't stand for anything they want to pass a resolution for a ceasefire but they don't want to condemn hamas kind of feels like an important part of the equation now, as we're talking about this cease, these ceasefire demands, I should also mention that in California, some of these ceasefire activists 
are shutting down the freeway. And this got me thinking, Jared, because we talk a lot lately about these activists. They're, you know, they're throwing bricks at uh, McDonald's. They're uh, spraying paint all over the White House gates. What else are they doing? Oh, they're having sit-ins, die-ins. They're having um, hunger strikes with Cynthia Nixon. Sex in the City star Cynthia Nixon. Also Celebrity Jeopardy star Cynthia Nixon. And they're having hunger strikes. They're doing all these things. And they're, they're getting a lot of attention. And it got me wondering, how are the climate activists feeling right now? Because usually they have the pain in the ass category totally on lock. Like that's their thing. When it comes to being chronic nuisances, the climate activists, that's their brand. And I don't know how they feel about their brand being hijacked by all of these social justice warriors from Harvard and from UPenn. And speaking of that, though. They're not taking it sitting down. They're not taking it lightly. So this is from Breitbart. It says radical climate activists launched a series of coordinated strikes against public Christmas trees. (laughs) Public Christmas trees. I'm sorry. I shouldn't laugh. This is serious. Throughout Germany on Wednesday in response to the supposed climate catastrophe. And I don't know if it's because there was snow or there hasn't been snow. I know either one can be a sign of the climate catastrophe. So far be it from me to to judge their reaction. It says the so-called last generation green activist group sprayed public Christmas trees with orange paint in Berlin and six other German cities on Wednesday morning, including festively adorned trees. In the words of Michael Scott, explain this to me like I'm five. Explain to me how spray painting a Christmas tree orange is going to help whatever we're trying to do. I I, I always forget. We're lowering the carbon footprint. We're lowering the CO2. I don't know. But here's what I do know. Spraying the Christmas tree orange is probably not going to help that endeavor That brave, courageous endeavor. Do you think the orange, because everything has so much meaning when it comes to these psychos. Do you think the orange signifies something? Is this a dig at Trump? I don't know, but that's the color they use on the paintings. Uh, They they, do. Yeah, well, the mashed potatoes are white. But when they use the paint on the uh, paintings or whatever, it's usually orange. So I don't know if that's the cheapest color. Or if it's, uh, you know, if it's if it leaves the least amount of a carbon footprint or something. Yeah. But if you're spraying a tree, Jared, you're probably having to use some sort of aerosol can, right? I would think so. Yeah. Which we know if history is any guide. Carbons. Not good. CFCs. It says, and this is what the group said in a statement on X, formerly known as Twitter. Amidst the flashing lights, shiny jewelry and festive atmosphere, it's easy to forget We're racing full speed towards catastrophe. This is like the SNL sketch. My cat, my cat's dying. Like they're just, they're just such Debbie Downers. That's what they are. Okay, so they they say we're racing full speed towards catastrophe and our governments are failing miserably to pull the emergency brake in Dubai. Oh, the COP28 two week summit where they're eating beef Wagyu. That didn't do the trick. Weird. John Kerry talking about sex on stage. At COP28 didn't stop the planet from overheating? Didn't help the planet's fever? 
blah, 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 blah. I would, I would like to change this. It says, amidst the flashing lights, shiny jewelry, and festive atmosphere, it's easy to forget. We're miserable pains in the asses, and we want to ruin everything. It, sometimes I do forget that, Jared. Sometimes I'm so overwhelmed with Christmas joy, and I'm, I'm having such a good day, and I forget that there's people who are trying to fill some sort of void, who are so lonely and so pathetic that they think that spray-painting a Christmas tree orange and ruining Christmas for some, you know, small kid who's walking by is going to make a difference in this world. I'm here to break the news. It's not. You're not saving the planet. You're just ruining something nice. And this is why we can't have nice things. Really. That's what it all comes down to. Um, uh, Speaking of why we can't have nice things, another story I wanted to get to before we wrap up today's show The Capitals and Wizards' time in the nation's capital may be coming to an end. So, Jared, I might butcher this name. Ted Leonsis? Do you know him? Leonsis. Leonsis. Okay. Should I know that name? No, I, I mean, he's, he's in, if you worked in sports, Ted Leonsis is, is a name, but you, there's no reason. Okay. So Ted Leonsis. I'm sure he has some type of something he does. but He owns the NHL and NBA teams, uh, the Capitals and Wizards. He's expected to be at an event on Wednesday announcing a plan to move both clubs to, to the Pot- Potomac Yard area. Potomac. Potomac. <laughs> I read that and I was like, I was like, you know what? This is reminding me of. This I want is, a hippopotamatic for Christmas. I want a hippopotamatic. It's been a long day. This is reminding me of uh, Pompano when I said that once on Howie Show, and he was like, Jesus. <sighs> okay, so Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin will be in attendance at the news conference in Arlington. The project would include building a sports district that has a new venue that both teams would play in. Jared, this is a big deal. And actually, the uh, mayor is stepping in here, Mayor Muriel Bowser, who we've talked about a lot on this show. And she is she is making an offer. She's making a five hundred million dollar offer to have a complete renovation of the Capital One Arena because she doesn't want them to leave. But it seems like it's inevitable at this point. Like, it seems like they already made their decision and they haven't said why they're leaving but a lot of people are thinking it has to do with the crime issue yeah just the way the district is being run they actually before they moved they used to play in landover maryland i think up until sometime in the 90s so it's not like they've been in dc that long i mean i guess 20 30 years is is long enough but yeah that uh that's a big deal the city is so bad i mean that's on par with oakland all the teams leaving oakland for the same reason so Oakland is the same as Washington, D.C. right now. She said downtown D.C. is the district's uh, economic engine that provides revenue resources to support important programs in the city. They've been critical partners in keeping our downtown thriving, especially after the pandemic. The modernization of the Capital One Arena will be an invaluable investment for continued success and our future prosperity. Well, maybe it will. Maybe it won't based off what we're seeing. And also it's like, well, if it's such an important uh, revenue resource, then maybe you should try to help them with the crime issue that they're dealing with. But this is always the response from Democrats. It's like, oh, crap, everything's hitting the fan. Let's throw more money at it. Maybe we can give them more money and maybe that will fix the problem. Well, no, because 
they know that you can throw as much money as you want, but if people don't feel safe around the area, they're not going to want to go to dinner before the games. They're not going to want to be there. They're not They're not going to go on a whim on a Saturday night if they don't feel safe. And that's something that's going to require an actual solution and not just throwing millions of dollars at this, which I think they probably have plenty of money. Boy, that Glenn Youngkin just can't win, huh? <laughs> Uh, today's poll question is brought to you by GMC and Fisher. Two big names in snow removal. Get both at Tux Trucks, GMC Fisher, and Hudson Mass. Tux Trucks can build a GMC Fisher plow combination that will easily move more snow for you. Talk with a sales consultant at Tux Trucks, GMC Fisher. Call 1-800-MY-TRUCK. Jared, what is the poll question and what are the results thus far? Today's poll question, which you can vote in at gracecurlyshow.com, is has your pity for Hunter Biden run out? Yes, no, or I never had any to begin with. <sighs> yes, I, I did have some to begin with. I'll be honest. Um, I, I know a lot about the Biden family history, as I'm sure a lot of my audience does. And I do think that when you're in this family that just seems so weird and twisted, and you have a dad like Joe Biden who doesn't seem to care about Hunter at all, I did feel bad for him. I felt like he was a pawn in a lot of his dad's schemes But after seeing his performance today where he tried to make himself the victim and the victim and also the hero at the same time, my pity's run out. I have I have none left to give. Fifteen percent of the audience agrees. Four percent say no, it has not run out. And eighty one percent say they never had any to begin. Six oh three says, Grace, damn girl, I'll let that slip go with Potomac. But you sounded cute trying. I don't know if I did. And I should know that because there's a Real Housewives of Potomac, which I have watched before. But I think it... You nothing, know, nothing else related to the Potomac in history. Yeah, no, it, there's a Real housewife. That's what I know. But Jared, should I put it on the whiteboard? I think it can go on the whiteboard. Yeah, I, I think it can go on the whiteboard. Or as Mayor well. Wu would call it, the not invited board. Yes. No whites need apply to Mayor Wu's Christmas party. We'll be right back. We'll talk to Howie Carr. Don't go anywhere. But before we go, Jared, we got to talk about Omaha Steaks because we're headed into the Christmas season. It's almost here. And I'm so excited for this. It's going to be awesome. But we're kind of in that risky time period where people start panic buying. They start buying crap. They start buying things that people don't need. See a lot of people buying socks, buying sweaters. And it's like, no, especially if you have a young person in your life and you don't know what to get them. I have the perfect solution. Get them a box of Omaha steaks. And it's not just steaks. It's chicken. It's hot dogs. It's everything that someone could like. And you can custom curate this. You can make it exactly what you want it to be. So, for example, I love the hamburgers and I love the steaks. But, Jared... You kind of go crazy. You love the hot dogs. Love Emma the loves hot dogs. the pork chops. Yep. There's something in there for everybody. Yeah, there is actually. And I found out they have venison too that you can get through Omaha Steaks. So they have some of the outside the box meats, and they do have some holiday specials that they put up there. You know, for the season, they have duck as well. So if you want to get a little uh, exploratory or a little fancier than you normally would, you can do it because everything right now is fifty percent off, and it's even less than that with a certain code. 
Yes, if you use code GRACE at checkout, Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered at every unforgettable, with every unforgettable bite. So order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com. Take advantage of the 50% off site-wide, plus use promo code GRACE at checkout. Again, you're getting that extra $30 off with promo code GRACE. This is a really good deal. Minimum order may be required. Do not forget to go to omahasteaks.com take advantage of all this deliciousness and of all of these savings go to omahasteaks.com 50% off site wide I don't think this deal is going to last a lot longer so go to omahasteaks.com don't forget promo code grace when we come back we're going to talk to the captain don't go anywhere you're listening to the grace curly show This is the Grace Curley Show. Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. Howie Carr wasn't going to get an invitation to Mayor Wu's holiday party either way. I just have a feeling he wasn't on the list. But, Howie, I would love your reaction to this no whites need apply holiday party that has taken uh, Boston by storm now. A lot of people care about this. A lot of people think it's illegal what Mayor Wu's administration was trying to do. What's your reaction? Well, it's a public building, Grace. You know, I mean, how, how can you ban a certain race? From a public building. <laughs> and, and and I want to know who's paying for this. I just tweeted it out. I said, who who is paying for this? If, if the taxpayers are paying for it, I assume if this is only for elected of, electeds of color, it should only be paid for by taxpayers of color, right? Yeah, that's, that's an interesting way. I didn't even think of that. I, I think you might be onto something there, Howie. There, there are all kinds of ways we can go with this. But, you know, you know they're gonna you know they're gonna sing some Christmas carols tonight, right? I'm dreaming of a no whites Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I was also curious about the plus one aspect because some some of the people invited are married to white people. So do those plus ones get to go? Now, what about what about uh, Gigi Coletta? Come to think of it, she's from East Boston, and I always thought she was Italian. But when she was running, she said, "I'm half Mexican," you know. So now, does she only get to stay half the amount of time there? How, how does that work? Well, based off Mayor Wu's um, past relationships with restaurant owners in the North End, I don't think she's crazy about the Italians. So I think that might override the Mexican half. Yeah, but and then again, are we going by the old uh, the old Southern uh, the uh, Democrat Southern tradition? One drop makes you a person of color. Maybe it's just Irish people. In that case. In, <laughs> No, no, no. Italians. Italians and Irish. The the two races have been melded, amalgamated at this point. You know, it's the same. Say, say, you know, basically anybody, anybody who's melanin impaired. But Howie, you know, one of my what callers. What if you're gay? What if you're a gay white person? Are you still banned? Or a trans white person? Yeah. But you know what, Howie? One of my callers was saying, oh, this is illegal. And I don't disagree. But we've seen this happen before. Like, this is not the first time this happened. Maybe it's the first time that it's been, like, taxpayer-funded, so I understand that makes a difference. But do you really think there's going to be any accountability here or any apologies? 
I'm still waiting to get the ambulance records from her house. It's been more than 10 days. You know, the, the Herald is still trying to get the uh, police reports on the uh, the transgender uh, drug party in the in the South Boston projects with the th- five little boys. They're not they're not giving up any of this. They they know they're they you know the city has turned into a third world hellhole in, uh, across the board. They don't they don't obey the laws. They don't need no stinking laws at city hall anymore. Well, Howie, I, I think we can add some more uh, onerous FOIAs to your long growing list right now because. I don't think you're going to be competing with a lot of people who want to find out more about this. Non- Oddly, the Globe hasn't picked up the story. paper Strange. in London picked up the story, but if the paper you know, down the street from the Parkman <laughs> house on State Street hasn't picked it up. They just can't be bothered. They have bigger fish to fry. Howie Carr is coming up next. Don't go anywhere.